Hello and happy Pride, everybody! Happy Pride! Pride. Yeah. We're here just to have a little fun freewheeling Pride talk before we take a little bit of time off to get the final preparations in order for Heinous Investigations Season 2! Season 2! It's so close, you guys! This Is this technically an announcement? Season. I mean, I'm going to give a more official announcement. So. This is, this is the teaser. Soft, this is the soft announcement before we get the teaser trailer and the and the all the social media posts. But that's right, Patreon subscribers, you get to hear this first. I think this is getting posted everywhere. <laughs> Never mind, Patreon subscribers, you've been subscribed right, to the Patreon anyway. But page, yes, right the, no, because Patreon. If you subscribe to our Patreon, you see the video. Yes, and you I can figure out exactly what game I'm playing in the background every episode. Real. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You get to see the shock of what we look like. Yeah. Physically. Mm-hmm. Horrifying. Well, for those that have them. I'm borrowing this one. Yeah, yeah. I'm just a hologram. It's a good hologram. You also have the all hearing ears. I would I would like to think that I am just a bunch of raccoons in a trench coat. That's real. I like mm-hmm. to think that I am the one normal guy. <laughs> you are. I aspire to be that. It's not going well. <laughs> well, I appreciate your effort. Hey, guys, wasn't this supposed to be a pride talk? Yes. Well, Speaking of, of not being, being normal, quote unquote. <laughs> uh... Let's get into how boring that is. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, hi. Yeah. Just in case you didn't know. Uh I am here, Jessica, Jesse, Jess. Uh, we're gonna do because uh, this is the Pride episode, and it's been a while. We're gonna do pronouns. So Jessica, Jesse, mm-hmm. Jess, she, her. I wrote the thing. I voice Elliot and uh, Martin, and it's great. Love it. Um, we also got uh, Tuan. Tuan's here. Hi, Tuan. I am the voice of Algie and uh, Clay Carter. Uh, he, him. Uh, James also here. That's me. I'm James. Uh, I'm also Jamie. Uh, I'm just anything, really. Um, I go by she, her. I play Rachel. Um, I don't know any other fun facts. I mean, that's good. And uh, in the same screen as me, actually, in my in the room with me is uh, Meg the Egg. Sup? <laughs> Yo, what's up? I'm Meg. Megan Egg. Um, I play sweet baby Benji, and um, I use he, they pronouns. love that so uh yeah it's pride month and i feel like we've never really done an official like talk about pride and pride things and queer things even though i would say a good chunk of this cast is well, well a good chunk of the cast of characters at the very least is queer but let's be real we got a lot of queer energy in this group anyway that's also true Uh, both of these are true facts Yes. Yes. Life imitates art. That's real. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I just thought we could have a little really super loose uh, freewheeling discussion about just um, queerness in media and in uh, the podcast and just pride in general. And uh, before we get into it, though, with a couple of prompts uh, supplied to me by my little sister when I was frenzied asking people for suggestions. Oh, so we're going to say My Little Pony. <laughs> Rainbow Dash actually gave us these questions first. Oh, oh. wow. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, Ooh, yeah. They had a lot of important questions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, 
but I have to do our final uh, little cross promo with other podcasts. And you guys, today's featured podcast is Madison on the Air. And the premise, I actually really love this premise because I love old radio drama and the premise according to their website and descriptions of their show is uh, modern day Madison is zapped into old time radio dramas. No technology, no Starbucks, and no one is PC. Will she survive? (laughs) And follow along as she teams up with radio icons like Sherlock Holmes, Johnny Dollar, The Shadow, and more. Original radio scripts adapted to give a funny look at the way things were and the way things are today. Uh, there are some links I will drop in the episode description and you can follow Madison on the air on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Madison on the air. And I'm just very excited about that whole premise. And it makes me think about how I definitely want to write an old time radio inspired episode for heinous one day. I love radio dramas. They're so good. So good. Yes. So good. Every love that stuff. All right. And with that, uh, let's talk pride, baby. So, uh, I thought just a general starter question. Again, these were me, me on the job today, frantically texting my little sister. How do talk pride? Um, (laughs) How to have the gay talk pride bigger than all of us. (laughs) Um, that's true. Yeah, it really is. Cause that's actually the first prompt I got was what does pride mean to you? And I feel like, like I said, for me, it's like, it's bigger than all of us. Um, I think that it is, especially, I think there's been a lot of crazy, crazy stuff that's been happening in the last Mm -hmm. few years, especially. And I think more than ever, it is very important to, to be proud of just not who you are on your own, but also who you like how who you are puts something a little bit more special and beautiful into the world and how that can impact and change the lives of other people I think that's all something that's really important and I know that sounds really cheesy but I think it's true it's not just about uh you know being proud of who you are but how you like how that extends beyond yourself and just spreads good vibes out there into the world and that's kind of why i write heinous to just spread the good vibes and also really really stupid jokes mm-hmm. uh, yeah i mean i don't know if you guys have anything you want to add to that or if we should just go to a less intense question but i really like to hear any additional stuff yeah i mean it's you you said most of it. It's about not only pardon yourself, but also in everybody around you, the whole community and everything. Um, and it gives people a space to be who they are. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if if they don't have one, you know, in their home or whatever. Yeah. No, it's definitely true. And yeah, it's just yeah, pride in yourself, pride that you share with others and that others share with you. It's just a very big cycle that I hope will eventually grow to be something that is just universally accepted in spite Mm -hmm. of the way some things are. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's why like, it's important to celebrate pride because every year that you celebrate it, I think that's that little cycle just gets just a little bit bigger and hopefully one day it will just be you know, I don't want to say the norm because what is normal, but it, I love the it permeate the universe in its entirety. 
as it should. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the more uh, important thing that relates directly to us and the show, though, we could probably talk about for way too long, is uh, what queer rep in fictional media, and especially uh, this show, what what that means to us. And I think that that can be both situational in terms of, like, the characters that we have and um and also just um just the general the way that i feel like a lot of shows have been not just shows but a lot of media has been fighting to get more queer stories out there um i guess if i get to start with like another like a piece of queer media i think just besides heinous uh actually there's a to be honest there's a lot of things that I really like. A lot of queer media I really like. A distinction there. I mean, I did a whole presentation on Good Omens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Especially after that spoiler. I was gonna say, uh, even if, even if Terry leak. and Neil didn't mean it, yeah. kinda, that's a little that's yeah. a little fruity, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a little... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, this Angel and this demon have a little fruit in their juice box. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah, like I... <laughs> <laughs> man the writing really oh, was on the walls yeah. my entire childhood <laughs> yeah i um yeah i i really like that and also i i was a fan of uh the show the owl house during its run i think that was really cool I and i really enjoyed it. how you gotta watch it i just the the way that the creator did it terrace just really stuck it <laughs> <laughs> to everybody to everyone like you can't do that yes i can i was like literally watch me yeah literally. that watch me energy like, what do you yeah. yeah and i'm like talk about what pride's about there it is mm-hmm. it's like this is here this is happening this is life this, this is, is so- here this is queer yeah. <laughs> it's the reality of the situation yeah it's and, the main component yeah. of the situation and i think when i started writing stuff uh, for heinous I think the one thing that I hated when we first started getting more queer representation in media was how especially like some bigger platforms that made those kinds of queer uh, storylines were very much like look we have gays look at the gays yeah. look at them it's kind of it's like almost look like, we have them it's almost like uh? in media it's mm-hmm. like hi gay look at this other gay and I'm like yeah. But like I when I look for queer characters in media, I'm not looking at them to be a caricature of what people expect out of queer people, whether that mm-hmm. be a gay man, a gay woman, what have you, literally anything. I'm yeah. like I want and I'm sure most queer people will agree with me, some some like like a picture of humanity. A picture of yeah. how, how people are in earnest, you know? Yeah, exactly. And it's not treated as like a special, like, yeah. oh my gosh thing. It's just like a part of how the person is. Yeah, because I feel yeah. like it, it, exactly i feel like when you look at it it's not like oh look this is the gay storyline it's like this is just a storyline story yeah. yeah yeah and that's why i really like stuff like good omens and the owl house and also the web comic i read uh the glass scientists yeah shout out i got yeah. always fucking glass scientists shout out to freaking actually i don't really know how they like to be credited these days but the cover of the print version of the book is going to be sh i can never say continue i don't know but they worked on the owl house as well and just really cool creator and really cool queer storyline and i'm gonna promote it till the day i die because <laughs> i just love it uh really quality but yeah i i like those storylines because it, it it's just it's natural and i think that 
uh, when I first started writing stories, I was just kind of like, yeah, this character is just character's just queer, but that's not gonna like rule their story. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. it's just who they are. And at first, that's why I was writing things. And then I've been happy to see in recent, um, like especially in the last few years, more stuff that is very much just that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, good, finally. Uh, mm-hmm. But that's just my overview of things. But if there's any like really specific examples of uh, queer rap, maybe we'll start with just outside of the podcast that you guys want to talk about and like why it's special to you. I think that's a great way to start. I see Meg's freaking face with the, the like oh. the Hitchcock end of <laughs> end of freaking psycho stare. I think it's literally the Hitchcock or the, the Kuno, it's the, the Kubrick stare. The Kubrick that's what it is. Kubrick stare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> queer characters and this isn't I the the first like queer character and it wasn't even a character I just put this on the character but I remember so distinctly and I'm sure everybody else here will also remember this when it was announced because she didn't even get to say it herself when it was announced that Raven Simone is a lesbian do you remember this oh I, I yeah I, I, I vaguely was- remember this she wasn't like, I'm a lesbian. Somebody else was like, somebody she- else did that. Yeah. Oh, but that was like the first time I saw like a queer person, like big mm. in, in my at least experience. And that was when I was like way young. And mm. I remember that so distinctly because I loved that. So Raven is one of my favorite shows when I was young. Oh. Um, and that's, that's like, so it's Raven. literally, it's her. It's Ra- the Iconic. character is Raven Simone, but that's also who she is like in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was one of the first times I ever saw like a big piece of like a, uh, an actual stapled person of like in in the living of queer life. Mm-hmm. And moving forward from that, I love, I gotta, I can't not say Doctor Who. Mm. Because even in characters, like one of the first, again, another actual character, one of the first characters I ever saw that was canonically queer, Captain Jack Harkness. Oh yeah. He's a, a pansexual, omnisexual, yeah. time traveling yeah little hoe and i love yeah. that. <laughs> the terminology but like he's but there to play yeah but that's why people love him oh and i adore him i love yeah. him john barrowman's great god bless complex um, characters can be queer let's go speaking of complex characters the reason why i did that evil little stare is because i gotta plug another neil gaiman thing um mm-hmm. the corinthian from Aww. the sandman yes. i also have to say joanna constantine also from the sandman tv show she is canonically but bi- both of them are actually canonically bisexual in the tv oh, show yeah. mm-hmm. um and both of them it's not made into a it's a it's a plot point and it's part of their character enough that it's mentioned and shown but it's mm-hmm. not made up of this whole entire thing with that that's like the thing about that mm-hmm. obviously joanna does exorcisms she does she works like closely with the church of england that's the whole entire shebang yeah. and then the corinthian is spoilers a nightmare that murders people um yeah. <laughs> but like these are they're like just people or characters that happen to also be queer and i also really like because i feel like people are scared to do this i don't know why i'm talking to this mic that's not connected um <laughs> I'm like there is a mic here. There's that a is mic not right connected. Out, outside the camera. Sorry about that. Um, we just didn't take it down. Whoops. But oh, he's like, out of touch with society. <laughs> people are afraid to do like evil queer characters, mm. and I wouldn't give the Corinthian a staunchly evil set from my my personal perspective. Um, because I love him. He's my little Pookie Pie. Uh, mm. <laughs> in the TV show, in the comics, he's kind of a freak. But yeah, in the TV show, he's played by Boyd Holbrook, and I love him. Yeah. Um. But 
giving like like queer characters i want them to do naughty things i want not naughty as in like ooh but naughty as in like stabby like stabby like, yeah. morally gray i this yeah. quote lives in my head rent free it is from uh freaking uh Brendan Blaber of a ridiculous live stream I saw. He said, actually, as it turns out, your sexuality has no bearing on your personality. You can be as gay as the day is long and still be a prick. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Beautiful. It's true. It's, 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 yeah. This is every what group of people has a bunch of assholes, hate to, yeah. Everybody, everybody. Yeah. But, um, can't not also say because this is as a as a non-binary person. Uh, Steven Universe. Mm. Sorry, oh. everybody else is going to say Steven Universe, and it wants to jump in on this. But seeing um, like so many characters that have, especially because most of the characters, the gems in that show, they like. And Rebecca Sugar has talked about this themselves about um, themselves rather. I can't with words. Um, yeah. That none of the gems they all like present girly kind of some of them um but like they're all non-gendered beings Mm -hmm. and that really helped me because by by the time that came out i was probably in like my early teens Mm -hmm. um and i was kind of coming into myself as a non-binary person kind of realizing like terminology and words that i would be able to use to describe myself yeah and seeing like various presentations in characters and having that presentation, like the gender presentation, not really having a bearing on how characters are treated by other characters, that just, it really touched me. And I love Ruby and Sapphire coming together to make one cool gem named Garnet. That's yes. my favorite ever. True. Um, and I love them. It's a great song about it too. I, I cried my eyes out. Mm-hmm. I'm, so, I'm so soft. I could, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't want to take up all this time though, because I could talk about queer rep in media forever. Yeah. Noticing about soft-boiled Meg. I am a soft-boiled Meg. Soft-boiled Meg. Never mind. Never mind. There is a a second tangent joke that came into my mind, and I'm not going to derail us this quickly. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Don't do it. Don't you do it. There's only one, like, queer media that I have uh, interacted with that I would... Uh, bring up here and it's mainly because it's it's one of the strangest scenarios kind of sort of um it's it's from uh oh gosh i'm just gonna throw myself i'll i'll throw my eggs in this basket fine i'll be it's from our friends in japan um a little game called fire emblem for yeah for for the longest time fire emblem was very much not queer media um and then things kind of changed with a little game called Path of Radiance. Uh, for those who are familiar with it, this is the game that Ike uh, of Smash Bros. fame comes from. Ike, oh, that's no, so Ike. weird to say. Um, yeah, yeah. This is Ike is the protagonist of this game, uh, and this is during a time in which uh, support system, the support system where play uh, the different characters can interact and gain social bonds that have effects on gameplay and also get a little cut scene with characters uh where these are not just like uh yeah uh your character has just supports with everybody because like you're gonna interact with everybody you had one fixed character you played with it was based on the story um and that was ike um ike is one of the only lords uh that has a set of se- of his seven supports the most in the game I believe three of them are girls and 
two of them he gets ending endings with two of the guys and i'm pretty sure they're his only endings except and i haven't tested this personally so i might be talking out my ass here but they when they came overseas the translators decided to insert the american translators inserted scenes with him and the female uh lord of the game yeah so we effectively censored japan in this area for this game wow the united states censoring japan on something wow i can't believe it Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh how the turntables Oh, how the turntables. But yeah, uh, Ike is Ike is pretty much canonically gay to the point where he, he has two games. In his second game, you can get a real gay ending. Uh, it is the most difficult thing you can get. But you as say, most people who play yeah. video games know, <laughs> the hardest okay. ending to get is the true ending. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. yes, I love it. Just... We, we like Ike. It's we like of... Ike. <laughs> Yes, we um, like we like Ike. That's uh, for me. Musical theater. Um, oh, sorry. No, uh, no, no, go, go, go. Uh, for me, um, I think really the first um thing that I really ever interacted with that was queer. Um, I I grew up pretty sheltered. Um, so uh, my first one was Undertale. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, how could we go through this without mentioning Undertale? Um, yeah. and I just I love how um. It, it's just um you know all the you know all, all the gay and you know every identity every you know every romance it's all treated as so normal um you know and it's just i don't know it kind of opened my eyes really um and uh yeah i yeah i love undertale for so many reasons mm-hmm. the, the the representation thing is just it's yes. so huge just like, i feel like representation is the first step and then just having everything happen naturally is it just it comes from that you know I love yeah yeah the representation in Undertale is really fantastic because there Mm -hmm. is like you said it's everything it It is everything everything and it it it, I was going to mention if somebody else didn't mention it because Undertale is literally my most favorite video game to have ever been created thank you Toby Mm -hmm. thank Uh, you thank you Toby um you Toby but have you played Deltarune have I played Delta Rune? Delta Rune. <laughs> Everyone laughs. Who am I to have asked that question? And continuing into that story, because yes. what's interesting in Undertale, and I'm you obviously know this because you played it and you mentioned it, but the 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 ambigu- the ambiguousness of the playable character, who mm-hmm. we find out spoilers like 10 years out but the playable character's name is frisk um and the non-gendered character that might Mm -hmm. be spoiler to somebody somebody got on me for breaking bad spoilers and i'm like do you know what year it is do you know where you are (laughs) do you know where you are right now um you're in the jungle baby (laughs) you're gonna die Um, (laughs) but like uh alphas and undyne constantly are in my brain i think about them all the time Every day. I love them so, so, so much. Yes. Noelle and Susie. Oh. Oh. Noelle and Susie are so cute. Oh. Oh. Oh my gosh. Little Pookie Pies. And I love Chris. Chris is the playable character in yes. uh, Deltarune, or the character you mostly play as, because there is a point of view switch in some of the games. Mm-hmm. Um, but Chris is also canonically non-gendered or non-binary. I believe that's mentioned. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah, uh, yeah at, at every opportunity they get, um, every, every other character refers to Chris as they. Um, even their own mother refers to them as they. Amazing. Anyway, sorry. I've I've seen a lot of discourse over this. Um, it's hard. Anyway, sorry. I don't want to get into it. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm very passionate about. Um, when uh, every single time they're referred to, they are called they. Yeah, it's true. It's people. Yes. I will throw hands over this. If you want to mm -hmm. have a discussion, it's not like we're. I don't hate to be like this, but we're right. Well, <laughs> things. <laughs> As we, say, as we it's, say, to the, baby. At, to, to the point that we've been saying this entire time, things exist in nature. Mm -hmm. They be yeah. as they be. Literally, like, you no have point People don't think the universe be like it is, but it do. Sometimes <laughs> it be like that. Like, you're going to beef with Toby Fox. He's literally a tiny, fluffy white dog. Like, what do you do? Yeah, what are you going to do? And by you're going you're gonna to fight a little guy? We're right. So, like, Chris is canonically oh, I'm sorry yeah. about it. And I'm not sorry. Yeah. About it. Yeah, yeah. Cry about it. Literally. Have a cry. Piss and shit about it. <laughs> like, hope, hate to hate to like uh Reddit this, but like hope and see. Yeah. Hope and see. Sorry, I'm in my anarchy era, so uh yeah. <laughs> we love it. Love to see it. On that note, we should probably talk about queer rap in our show. True. Yeah. I guess. I mean, I'm gonna just start pretty much flat out there with the one character who openly straight up states their sexuality with Ginny. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Absolute queen. The only one, I think, who has fully stated her sexuality in an episode, like quite literally, um, given she was doing it when she was having an awkward flirtation with a dude, but still. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, that's me. <laughs> That's me. Like, interesting. I'm bisexual. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I I was and I, I gotta admit I was nervous about writing it at first because I was like, God, I hope this comes off as organic as I feel like it is. Um, because it's just it's just who it's just who she be. It's just fully. She would be the one who would just start spewing information about herself especially in relation to romantic and sexual relationships because yeah. that's jenny's whole thing like a huge Jenny's part of her personality <laughs> mm -hmm. revolves around romance and relationships mm -hmm. it happens like that yeah so um i was like that's that's the most of the focus of her character and i was also a little bit afraid i think at first when i was writing her that I was gonna, it was gonna fall into like the sexy vampire like stereotype. I feel like I feel like there's there's gotta there there's is a definitely there's yeah sec, there's, like a, a, there's a sexualization of it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like I yes. also know that like there is there's definitely been like queerness also so associated with vampires from like the earliest of days interview with a vampire yeah i'm thinking I'll, even as far back as like i i think i have a reference in the halloween fic fest to like carmilla and i think it goes back even further than that where queerness and vampirism are linked for some reason I, I, i'm pretty sure like i know in the gothic horror genre it has to do with you know it was all the victorian repression and vampires yeah. are monsters and monsters do the gay thing yeah, it, was, it was it had to do with oh, like well. uh, what what is in the the main fear of the populace at the time and what is the personification of that and vampires are like the personification of yeah. sexual fears ah yeah. Is like, there is... I might get beat. 
and I might like it. I think ah, a handsome man with long hair doesn't bite me on the me. Oh, no. <laughs> It's literally that. It's literally yeah. that. It, and that's yeah. like, also if you read, like, I love Bram Stoker's Dracula, and there's a lot of sexual tension in Dracula. Mm. Uh, (laughs) like this is a normal relationship between men and it's just like the most tense sexual Mm -hmm. tension like that everything Oscar Wilde has ever written and it's like (laughs) yeah they are friends (laughs) they're roommates they're roommates roommates. (laughs) (laughs) but yeah um I, I so I was worried with Jenny's character about kind of falling into that trap because I I didn't want that weird association but like I've always been with all these characters just personality first and she's just this 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 perky this perky lady who likes not even just romantic relationships but just likes everybody's relationships love, with love. else just personal business personal yeah she yeah. just yeah she just nosy I'm so and, nosy. <laughs> and I'm like what's going on over here <laughs> yeah and i think that like i said like her it's given some cool opportunities for that aspect of her personality to kind of overlap with her sexuality a bit in mainly those episodes mm-hmm. um the bits where she does have uh romantic years. and it, it also goes into the fact that it also like is nice that it corresponds with the fact that she is like she very much she loves love and like she has a bunch of I don't want to say it's not like it increases the opportunities from a writer's standpoint because I mean that is technically true but also it just I I like the idea of exploring a character who I okay here's the best way I can put it I feel like a lot of those love at first sight melodramatic relationships are very hetero you see like guy impetuous like hot-blooded young guy impetuously falls in love with cute ingenue girl and like mm-hmm. i love that i'm a sucker for that That's real I'm but i want to see somebody who has that passion and have it apply to and have it be in more than just a hetero relationship and i think that's what i was going for with jenny just this head over heels in love person who also has a queer aspect to themselves and we get to see that represented outside of the heterosphere and i think that's really fun uh i think i mean also just jenny's just fun i love jenny <laughs> i don't know if anyone else has any thoughts about it but um i think that's pretty cool uh we got about three minutes left in this uh, three minutes to say hmm, i also love jenny moving on no <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Anyway, Jenny, good. Anyway, Jenny, horrible. And I will say, since we are talking about, we've been hyping season two for way too long. But uh, we're gonna get to see uh, Jenny fall hard and fast for more people in season two. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my favorite thing. Yeah, because she just loves love, guys. Um, I feel like that's so real. I feel like now's a good time to dive into what I'm hoping is our one commercial break as we open up our next uh, call here. Be right back, y'all. See ya. Thank you, lady. lady. We're love for Zoom, lady. Mm. Part two, and Lena's here. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Yes. Uh, You want to just do a quick hide everybody name, pronouns, who you play? It's just an update. (laughs) 
Yes. Uh, hi, I'm Lena. Lena, whatever you want to call me. I play Miriam. And uh, I forgot what else we were going to say. She, her, you know. <laughs> yeah. I'm discombobulated because we were just talking about Neil Gay Man. Gay Man, I can't anymore. <laughs> so, Neil Gay Man yes. always. It's a queer conversation. Neil Gaiman has already come up so much. <laughs> he probably will continue. Yeah. Uh, so we just talked a little bit about, uh, we started talking about some queer characters in the podcast and like the representation and- uh, Obviously Carlton. <laughs> mm. <laughs> oh. Didn't get there yet, actually. <laughs> He's my favorite queer character in the show, actually. Oh, oh absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um. When you're so stressed that you come back around to your own side. <laughs> <laughs> so I, um, we, we talked a little about Ginny and like how I basically said I wanted somebody who has the love at first sight energy, but not in a hetero plot. <laughs> and I was like, Ginny. And we talked a little about bad sexy vampires <laughs> and, uh, yeah. You know, good stuff. But now that you're here, let's talk about uh, Miriam Pryor, bisexual badass. Yes, the icon. Yes. 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 The stabby I, mom. Money. Yes, stabby Damn. mommy. I couldn't, stabby mommy. I couldn't stop myself. I'm sorry. It's okay. Yeah. It's it her official name. Mommy, I mean, mommy, I mean, mommy, mommy I mean. Mo- uh, <laughs> mo- 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 I think this is a good thing to bring up, like to both you and I think, uh, you know, Jamie, who plays your plays your child. I I think it's really cool to also get in the angle of having uh, a queer parent, you know, especially this badass uh, single mom. I I just that was all what I wanted for a character because it's just you get everything cool. I feel like. Yeah, that nice representation, but I like having that story of the single, like queer parent, and I don't know if I've really seen it that much, to be honest. No. I feel like it's usually a queer couple, or <laughs> it's uh, or it's just a single parent. I feel like it's never the over. Yeah, so I, never I both. Having that, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that it's never, but you know, I'm sure it's out there somewhere, and I just am oblivious. But you can always use more of it. Mm-hmm. And I agree. Yeah. I also think it's cool that Miriam is also one of the few characters who does not have any like innate supernatural ability. She just she just stabby. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. She mm-hmm. made her own superpower, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's like, I was gonna get really good at this one thing. And that's real. Yeah. Yeah. And that's all the weapons. So Yes. <laughs> Yeah. yeah um but like do you uh do you have like any thoughts about like what it how it feels to like play that kind of uh like play that character and what like that means to you and what you hope it means to other like fans of the show who are queer or bisexual yeah I think it's super cool I, I think it's like it's hard sometimes in media because like you have people who like create characters and they are kind of like really in your face about you know like this person's whole identity is like that they are a queer person because you need to know that they're a queer person and it's like this whole discussion and I mean that makes it makes sense too for a lot you know because like for so long it's just been 
that there's no representation and it had to be kind of hidden or, yeah. or you know, there had to be subtext for people that are looking for that subtext to pick it up. Um, but I feel like now it's gone like all the way the other way where it's like this person's whole identity is just this, like they're not a person anymore. Um, and I think it's really cool that Miriam is not that at all. Like she's a person first and foremost, a really strange person, <laughs> but it's cool that, you know, her queerness exists in a way that is just part of her and like part of her, her stories in an organic way. And I really like that. Like, I hope that people that our creators pick up on that too, like when they're writing stories or if they want to start their own audio drama and like that they realize it's okay to just make characters where that's part of who they are. Like it's the natural process. It's a natural thing because like, if you have a straight character, they're not just like, I'm Mr. Straight man. You know, like that's not what happens. It's like part oh, wait, of who they Carlton? are. <laughs> yes. No, yeah, Except for yeah. Carlton. <laughs> no, Carlton is, you know, the gayest of them all, but yeah, I think that's really cool about her. And I also think it's really cool, like in Japanese slang, you know, like bisexual is like dual, like wielding two blades. So I think that's kind of funny. It kind of fits mm. for her a yeah. lot. So. No, no. I love it. No, I called out in this oh. moment. Am I called out in this moment. <laughs> Perhaps, Twan. Perhaps. <laughs> Bisexuals wielding. Bisexuals are partying up right now. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I love her. She's weird yeah. and the best. I that, and I think that I, um, like, she's one that, like, because Ginny just comes right out and is like, I like guys and girls. And um, I like all, like, I like you. Will you like me? Like, that was like her very big thing but Miriam I I think was a lot more I actually don't think that she ever states her sexuality outright because I don't believe you have to do that yeah Sorry, uh, but I do remember writing the very first episode or the first episodes and Carlton asking about Rachel and saying is Rachel your girlfriend and mm-hmm. um, and Miriam I feel like she could have originally just been she could have just said something like I'm like I don't know she could have said if she were straight she could have been like I'm straight but she very was very much just like I'm not seeing anyone and I was like I don't know if anybody will pick up on that but I do as I'm right yeah I I feel like doesn't she (laughs) say in that scene too like and if I was like what is the matter or something like that yeah I think yeah. it's been so long but I'm pretty sure yeah it was something like that she pulled the I'm by myself card <laughs> by myself yeah. Yeah. but yeah no definitely because that that's Miriam's whole thing is like I live my life as I am and uh you it's like and why would you it's like and you have no reason to challenge me because it's myself and yeah she's just that's she's really cool for that especially after you know like where she came from I feel like that's really cool that Mm -hmm. she's just comfortable with being herself and like being open with being herself and seeing who she wants doing what she wants and I definitely think that yeah that she did, you know, she definitely didn't have that opportunity, and yeah, exactly. That it's just her being able to, yeah, live her life, and you know, I feel like that fits really well with Pride. Um, mm-hmm. 
And I also think that she wants to set that kind of example for, you know, Rachel. Um, and I, I've said before, I think we've talked about sexualities before. And like, when it comes to Rachel and Benji, I'm like, they're kiddos and they're figuring, and they're figuring their, themselves out. I'm per- purposely leaving, leaving it open ended mm-hmm. until I feel that it is, it is time. Although I realized, um, I realized I'm telling everybody today that uh, in finishing up writing the episodes for season two, I realized that Rachel and Benji have now canonically aged one year, as has everyone else, but it's especially noticeable with the children's. (laughs) (laughs) One year when you're 30 is not very large, but one year when you're nine, very big. Mm. Huge. Yeah. So. The eighth of your life has gone by again. Digits now. Yes. So cute. I love them so much. So like, they need their own little spin-off. I, I detectives. Uh I'm having a I'm really having a fun time writing them. Uh, and their little they're I'm writing a very Rachel Benji heavy episode right now. So fun. Uh yeah, I they just every time they get like their little side bits in an episode, it's junior just lovely. Yeah, junior investigators. They're so I'm, cute. I'm so excited. Cute. <laughs> I'm excited to see how they come into their own and especially um like because of the example miriam is set for rachel um mm-hmm. like i i would think that Ra- well, Ra- we already tell rachel is very comfortable with who she is yes doesn't care Rachel's yeah. like i'm me yeah and even like it yeah and even <laughs> miriam had some growing to do in the first season being able to let rachel sort of embrace the power that she had and mm-hmm. i think that was also just a another step forward of Miriam realizing that Rachel is now able is growing into her own and able to own more of herself than she could when she was younger. And that's really that's really good. It's really neat. And uh I don't know. Uh Jamie, do you have any thoughts on that specifically? Or um I I think like you said, um, she's she's nine years old, man. It's she's got her whole life ahead of her to figure it out. Mm-hmm. You know, and plus, like, I don't know, they're they're children, they're not, I don't know. Maybe it was just me, but like they're not really thinking about that kind of stuff. Like maybe yeah. it's like, oh, like who do I want to hold hands with? Like yeah. that's exactly. you know, he's like Benji's way more interested in meteorology right now. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Like he's, he's yeah. too busy doing science and hanging out with yeah. his bestie to be worried about that stuff. Yeah, and I yeah. think that's, yeah, and that's kind of what I wanted. I wanted to be like I think that if we're lucky, we'll see how many canonical years I end up writing for this show. But maybe we'll get to see that, and maybe we'll get to even see like Rachel and Miriam having some kind of discussion about relationships, and mm-hmm. that's really cool. Ooh. And uh, oh my gosh. So oh, I just I just I I started I started picturing. Oh no! Well, that I, could bring, could bring, that could bring us to uh, Frank in this conversation. But uh, I wanted to say, oh, one more thing. What was it? Oh man. Oh yeah, I was just teasing teasing season two that we're gonna see Miriam actually get into somewhat of a committed relationship and I'm excited about it it but I'm gonna keep talking about it because the more I write the more I kind of love it (laughs) I wonder who it's with I wonder wonder oh yeah possibly yeah out of 
the characters that Orville, we... obviously, spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> I have only in that Lena one scribbling over scripts. But I am a I am a um Frank Miriam shipper. They just hold hands. Oh, yeah. oh my god, that would be <laughs> so funny. Yeah. Can you imagine Miriam because because it would be Miriam taking Frank on a date? Like, can you yes. imagine? Mm-hmm. My. That would be the biggest mess ever. Oh, exactly. exactly. A, gl- a glorious mess, though. Oh, my gosh. Now we're going to have to just write a bunch of, like, we'll just maybe, you know, we're going to be on Kickstarter. We're going to need some rewards. Maybe we just write some real the town on fire. dates. It's just crackheads. <laughs> that just crack that would actually yeah, be that is, amazing. That is the absolute days. crackhead smith. Yes. crackhead chip right there yes that's what, that's what i'm here for is to say just inc- that is maximum chaos algae's date would be with Horrible. that horse the talking the horse. horse the talking <laughs> horse the kelpie was she kelpie no i think she was i think she was puka yeah, she was a puka. Okay, yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, Algae and the puka on a date. Have you guys watched the Halloween specials? <laughs> <laughs> Listeners? Uh, yeah. I think uh, transitioning on there to uh, Frank, uh, this one means so much to me, asexual representation. Um, I, yeah, I, I feel like, man, asexuality. <laughs> Yeah, you, you need more yeah. rap. so much yeah i mean I'm begging. they I'm begging i mean i know that yeah it's like it. i'm working on it it's like i don't i just like want to be like it's like they exist exactuality exists people yeah acknowledged yeah and i think that that i feel like frank and again it's something that hasn't been really talked about explicitly and i'm very excited because it will eventually be talked about explicitly. Just not in any of the episodes I've written yet. I've said it before. I am insane and I have six seasons worth of episodes mapped out in my brain. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, Frank definitely has platonic love for everyone. Yes. As is apparent just from everything about him. He's just... <laughs> He cares deeply about his friends and his family. Is he asexual aromantic? Uh he is a um he is I think honestly, I feel like he's a he's definitely asexual. Mm-hmm. I've kind of gone back and forth actually with how he handles ro- romantic relationships. I personally think that he is still I think he's still honestly trying to figure that part out. Real. If I'm oh, being real with you. I think that he hasn't really taken the opportunity to explore that part of himself because he's, yeah, his science is his everything, to be honest. If, if that, that would be his relationship. I was going to say, he doesn't need a love because he has science. Mm -hmm. Science is one true love. Exactly. And I think that he just encapsulates love for friends and family and love for what you do and that is where his passion for life comes from and i think that that needs like there are people out there who re- who relate to that and i was like this is this is good and mm-hmm. also just frank is just also a very popular character <laughs> as i've learned how could you not love him how yeah, could you not hilarious him? just zany boy he's, he's shout, like, shout, he's outs to, shout outs to dio yeah, shout out to dio yeah <laughs> um 
Yeah, and I wanted the main focus of his character to be just that passion for everything, like everything else in his life first. And yeah, like he will staunchly protect everyone who he cares about, but that's just not the sexuality aspect just isn't in the cards for him personally. And that's real. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's real. That's super real. That's like yeah. an experience. For a really long time, I thought mm -hmm. that I was um like completely asexual and that's like i am on the asexual spectrum i am um, mm. i don't talk about it a lot but i am demisexual um mm. in conjunction with my bisexuality i don't know why i did the gojo am i demisexual because i'm megan or am i megan because i'm demisexual <laughs> um, <laughs> know if that's something that anime only know or about yet but yeah. you will soon 15 you minutes. will you guys into um <laughs> get ready it's coming but there's really not a lot of good asexual or ace spectrum mm. rep and there's even yeah. less aromantic rep mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. yeah. I feel like in in media it's it's there's this huge push for the interestingness of an interpersonal romantic relationship when i find personally that interpersonal platonic relationships are just as interesting and can mm -hmm. be especially in my own life and I feel like this has to do with a lot of my neurodivergencies as well when I have friends and I love them I love them just as deeply as I would love a romantic partner mm -hmm. like these people are part of my life in in mm -hmm. in an important way yeah and being able to see like like I love Frank just like everybody does um <laughs> he's the favorite He's the favorite child. Um, He's the favorite child. I think that might be horrible, but it's fine. Oh, Algae screams and weeps. Dude, also, also Dio. So Dio's the favorite child. Um, yeah, Dio's the favorite child. <laughs> yeah. Dio's the favorite. We love you, Dio. Wow, kisses to mm. Dio, who's not here tonight. Um, but I remember when Jess first told me that Frank is like canonically ace, and I was so excited Yay. because. It's also this like whole entire thing where when I do see an asexual character in media, it's like person and I I like I can't even give you an example, but I swear I've seen this. It's like person who is boring. And I'm like, this sucks. Mm -hmm. Frank mm -hmm. has just so much of like passionate energy. Yeah, yeah. So passionate. So he's excited passionate. to be there. And he's just so in love with like life and the things yeah. that you get to do in life mm -hmm. and he's so overjoyed with with everything everything and, and just mm -hmm. the 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 pure beautifulness yeah. of of existing with friends and loved yeah. ones and it just it, mm -hmm. and i i it do and so it also is a kick to uh, i get a kick out of uh that one bit where uh, he's like the one person who doesn't see Elliot's very, very obvious attraction to Liza at first. And uh, mm -hmm. he's like, just good friends. Yeah. yeah. And that's real. I just, yeah. I love Frank. He's and very I, little pookie pie too. Yeah. yeah. It, so it's just very fun to, yeah, do that. I think also there's just a lot of crossover between, uh, well, I mean, queerness and neurodivergence in general, a lot of crossover. And I felt like, uh, Frank is another just it's just an embodiment of that crossover absolutely <laughs> between those two things and I really hope that listeners and fans of the show get as much out of that as I feel like I have and I feel like a bunch of us have hmm. just I'm just going down the list hmm. of queerness right now mm -hmm. so many honestly think... we could just do 
Huh? Oh what? Oh, uh, I think I think the only other character that I've seen um, asexual uh, representation for is uh, Todd from BoJack Horseman. Yeah, um, like actually says the words like "I am asexual." And I um, actually in yeah. about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I was yeah I was yeah. There, there's oh man there's there's more asexual rep that I've seen uh, recently too, and I'm really bummed because I can't think of who it is, but. <laughs> It it's slowly asexuality is slowly creeping up it's there. Coming it's coming for you. It's coming for you. It's it coming. Thinking of like freaking asexuals, like springing. I'm, I'm gonna hold your hand. Freaking spring. <laughs> I'm gonna wave at you. Uh, <laughs> ask your consent and then hug you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, now I I will say that we could talk a whole bunch we can open a whole pandora's box no pun intended about cersei in this <laughs> but uh mm. but i will leave it at read greek mythology pandora's Literally. box you said no pandora's box we love what about her what about <laughs> We love the we love the the queer history of uh, Greece. We love it. We love Sappho, it so I much. Love you. Yes, we love it so much. And um, the pantheon. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> and I think that, uh, yeah, I, Cersei is definitely a character who I think probably just because of the nature of the show won't necessarily get that many kinds of situations where her sexuality would be necessarily relevant to the plot i still think that it's important to mention again mention her and mention just greek myth hella gay it is awesome that is all okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah we just we should have a cersei we should have a cersei bonus episode just cersei because i think Mm -hmm. we can all talk about her for days um She's she's also Pookie Pie. I have so many. Yes. It's all it's it's the entire show. It's the entire show for me. Uh, but uh, I think I will move on to. I have okay. So here's the thing. I've said it before. Elliot is some kind of queer, but to be de- not only to be he de- is Liza sexual that's he all is, it is he is Liza sexual I have said that and I stand mm-hmm. by that I I think-, I think I relate to his deal a bit because I think for the longest time I just wasn't sure where I like fit relationship mm-hmm. wise and like finding a person and like what I was looking for and I think it's just very funny that like have a character who get now we get the love it first now we get the love it first sight thing but again not totally hetero it's the opposite, <laughs> it's the opposite way around and i think yeah. that's important too mm-hmm. and i think there is something also really important at because not every ship where it's a man and a woman or mm-hmm. at every relationship where it's mm-hmm. a man and a woman is, is two is hetero people yes mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. exactly like there could be two bisexual people a bisexual mm-hmm. person and a pansexual person a hundred percent those are still obviously they're like passing as a heterosexual relationship mm-hmm. but it's a queer relationship there's yeah. two queer people and that's and that's and kind that's of what's too. yeah and i shouldn't and what i should say is in terms of queerness when i'm like it's it's definitely a weird thing to talk about the relationship with elliot because i run into the same 
problems that I run into when we talk about here comes again, good omens. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because he's he's angel because he's angel demon boy, but uh, it's clearly stated that this show follows the the game in Pratchett rules of no explicit sex for yeah, angels right. and demons, and uh, there's kind of like an, uh, there's there's kind of a tail end joke in one of the episodes about it where Elliot just kind of does not he's like I acknowledge nothing runs away and <laughs> um. Because boy's got self-esteem issues. Yeah, he does. Yeah. But mm-hmm. uh, there's... Uh, uh, man, I can't wait to talk more about it without it being spoilery. <laughs> um, but so, I can tell you some some kind of queer. And, uh, and there's also that huge... And this is something that came into my life more recently. Is there's like... There should be... Um, I'm trying to think of how to phrase this correctly. There, there, there should be like unlabeled queer representation, as in you, because mm-hmm. there is, and I've noticed it more recently. Because a lot of people love using labels and find them incredibly helpful and incredibly yeah. useful, but some people also find them very constricting. Agreed. They find it very, uh, like being put in a box, and yeah. they don't, they may not experience every single thing that a bisexual person does, or every single thing that a lesbian does. Spectrum. It's a spectrum. It's it's sexuality and gender in this case um, mm-hmm. are both very much <laughs> yes fluid uh fluid situations for a lot of people some people it's mm-hmm. not and it's like this is a point on a graph and that's it and for some people it's you're moving all over this four axis graph yes and exactly i feel like um having just somebody yeah. who is even if they just haven't figured it out yet mm-hmm. having somebody who is just like unlabeled kind of in that mm-hmm. existence yeah and is I, super important yeah and i will say that elliot is very comfortable. The one thing, one of the few things Elliot's very comfortable in about himself is his he himness. That's real, and that is yeah, that is real. But there's still like a lot about his personal history that I have not explored yet in the context of the pot. Well, I I have explored it personally, but I have not had let the the listenership explore it yet, and I'm very looking forward to that. And uh, like, and he's got a lot of exploring to do and self discovery to do, and that's. Uh, I mean, I relate so strongly to my own characters. Who would think? Another pookie pie. Yeah. Elliot. <laughs> yeah. A uh, little erm boy. Uh, but yeah. Erm boy? He's an erm boy. Erm. I love reading the scripts because like half of what he says this is, is like, erm, um, um, uh, Ber- like, so true. Verbal tick acknowledged. That's so real. He needs mm-hmm. to have like a squish toy, and when you squish him, that's what he says. Does <laughs> <laughs> he um, record fifty different herbs? Because um, they're all different. They are uh, never the same. I personally am a fan of the really long, exaggerated ones when he's having like, he's like uh, issues computing, uh, yeah. or the yeah. nervous ones. I love those. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's so cute. Yeah, but. Uh, man, it's hard to talk about some of this stuff without being spoilery, but I will say very quickly, uh, since we're getting close to wrapping up here, is the Liza half of uh, that little ship. Uh, because Liza, as mentioned in bonus materials and drawings and things, is pansexual, our pansexual mm-hmm. queen. And I will tell you right now, because I feel like it's not super spoilery, because this was a thing that happened in the character's past, Liza definitely had a like I guess you would call it a queer relationship in high school um that I think is like oh yeah she definitely did definitely like I could see just some chill kid I mean she's pan every relationship she's in is gonna be queer yeah (laughs) she supplies the queer 
she does fly the queer but yeah that's what i mean though she yeah no it's definitely she definitely had a relationship what i mean to say is a relationship in which both parties were queer gotcha uh, yeah and i think that coming from i will say also liza had in spite of it being a very large foster family and a very low income foster family they were also hella supportive and are hella supportive and i love oh man can't wait for everyone's families to feature in future episodes which will happen at some point poor but, miriam like oh Jesus, poor miriam. Oh, dead. Yeah, oh yeah they're cool we love them but uh yeah i think that uh i i definitely want to like i said liza's pansexuality is another thing that i still want to explore and i think once again like circling back to meg's point about a relationship with a man and a woman is not necessarily heterosexual in the case of elliot and liza's ship whatever whatever however much you endorse it them. however much mm-hmm. you because it, it's not an official relationship in it's canon official yet to it's but official to me impressions mutual i think we can establish that uh it's, it's the two-way uh pining that really it's gets the two-way me. pining mm-hmm. it is the the, the yeah it's, it's, it's that they both like each other but won't do anything about yeah. it for me. yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's what it that's what it be and yeah they both definitely um like i said they may definitely have the pining going on but that's in no way a hetero relationship and i'm very um yeah i'm like yeah that's that's something else i wanted to put out there because i feel like they when somebody puts a queer relationship in something that's another pet peeve I really didn't get to discuss but it is like this is ostensibly queer to the point where it may be stereotypical oh my gosh killer it's yeah (laughs) oh like but still when queer people are normal question mark yeah it's like why yeah i'm like let's you know let's be to shine a light on some of these things that's like i said like the the queer the queer guy girl relationship or the queer single parent you know just all of these things uh the queer the visor the head over heels the head over heels constantly pining bisexual just like which i don't know what but i feel like could be considered a stereotype but not the way jenny does it and i make sure of that every time even if it is a stereotype so many bisexuals i've met are like <laughs> including myself uh, can't it too much if it's true uh, yeah it's one of those things where i'm like i'm gonna do this stereotype but better <laughs> thank you that means a lot actually as a bisexual uh, I, I, i'm with it yeah but you know just what a what a rowdy rowdy team of lgbtqia plus people we have this big LGBT sandwich. <laughs> um, and I, I, every time, it's hard not to see the parallel. Yeah, it's hard not to do the parallel between the BLT and the LGBT. Everyone does it. I had to put it in there. <laughs> it's the heinous sandwich. Um, I think that we're, we're closing in on the last few minutes of this extensive Zoom call, but I thought we could do a little fun speed round here where we... Speed uh, round. Yeah, and I mean an actual speed around this time where I want opinions Perfect. on where some of these queer characters in the show that we've discussed. We didn't get to talk about the amazing, I will say really quickly, we didn't get to talk about the amazing allies in the show, but shout out to 
the rest of the group. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah, I was gonna say. Carlton, who's so Carlton, who's so cishet, he is now a gay icon. Uh, yes. It's like the new Baba Duke. Oh, so so aggressive. Um, uh, uh, and then just Mar- Martin, who I will say is straight, but dapper boy he is. Um he's the- Algae the most see, I could see Martin. Yeah. I could see Martin doing drag. Real? Oh, yeah. You're right. Yeah. You fully right. Oh, I see that. 100%. Okay. And it would okay. like his name would have to do with like champagne in some way. Oh, so. something like that. 100%. Yeah. And we have to think of his drag name. Oh, man. Yeah. I love it's drag like, names will be for the next Bordeaux. content. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, no, definitely shout outs there. I get algae, the most sex positive of the group. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. And John with yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, and yeah, Algie, yeah. who, <laughs> who would definitely have so many questions and support your answers no matter what they were. Um, Algie's just curious, yeah, yeah, big time. I love him, also, Pookie Pie and Jack, who's just living his life Jack and hopes everyone does the same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, but Jack is absolutely the guy that's just living the dream, yeah, yeah that's Jack. He's like, he's, he's just doing, getting Jack? drunk, just you getting wine it? drunk on Friday night, you know, <laughs> so relatable. Okay. Yeah. But now we have even less of the speed round, but just thinking here, uh, some of these queer characters, um, sexual awakenings. What do we think? Sexual awakenings? <laughs> for the, like, what like we for think? us or for them? Oh, for Miriam, for example. Start with Miriam. Oh, for Miriam, it'd have to be like Charlie's Angels. Yes. Oh, that would know. make sense for her. I was but... thinking that or maybe Lucy Liu in Kill Bill. Kill Bill, yeah, that too. Yeah. I, I was thinking that too. Or the bride in Kill Bill. Yeah. Literally any, any, anyone with a weapon. Honestly, any the mummy. The mummy also, you know, oh, that would work. Oh, the mummy, the mummy definitely would be a big. That time where Princess Leia was wearing a bikini. Really? Yeah. Lena, you wouldn't happen to be putting the mummy in there because of you <laughs> It's possible, you know, my own answer is possibly in there, but <laughs> um, no, my own answer would be the X-Files, so. Also a good one. Yeah. Yeah, I think, but that's definitely, I think for, for Miriam, I feel like, oh, I had a thought for Liza. I feel like Liza got like, went to an antique store and got like a book of like vintage pastoral prints of like these really like, beautiful regency so women <laughs> and like gentlemen just on like a, on the banks of a river <laughs> that's what oh, i'm yeah, like, like, uh, sitting on a painting couch okay yeah, okay on, gotcha couch with like her shoulder out and maybe like, like holding a pair yes i'm so sorry i heard pastoral and i thought pastors and i was like <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> how would that spark anything? <laughs> I don't know. I mean Is that better? Is an person? I, I guess so. <laughs> that that's what I'm seeing for Liza. Very cottage core. Cottage um, core, yeah, definitely. Yeah, very um with a side of church core. Yeah. yeah. No. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say Frank saw the when the neutron collider was created and never looked back. 
Yeah. I really, for a second, fully thought you said Jimmy Neutron. And I was like, that is questionable. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I want to do that. I want to do that. And then <laughs> Carl came on and was like, Jimmy's mom. And he was like, get out of here, Carl. Or Dexter's Laboratory. Yeah. Dexter's Lab. Oh, yep. totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Frank just, yeah. Frank probably looked at like a blueprint for something. It was like, yes. That that's what he that's what, that's how he spent his that's how he spent his teenage he was really uh, I was gonna say that's how he spent his teenage years that's what he was looking at yeah he was like whoa <laughs> I can't believe they split the atom I'm seeing like he opens his magazine and the centerfold is just like the periodic table just a watch that's crazy oh yeah <laughs> oh god um it would be more like oh, yeah. you must be stuffed <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> that was that was the grouchiest uh, oh yeah. <laughs> Less Je- than a minute. I know Jenny was just every speaking of Regency, it was Everything. just like every every Jane Austen <laughs> movie say. adaptation. Also that, yeah. And every How old is Jenny? Thank you, Zoomly. We have uh we have taken a turn here, folks. Yeah. So don't worry about it. We're fine. Yeah. We're in the break. Except yeah. for the hard drive uh, collider. <laughs> no. I said it right this time. Yeah. yeah. I think you might have did you say it right? You you kind of fused the two. I think. Hard drawn. I am yeah. wrong still. It's okay. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. But Frank saw like people splitting atoms and was like, oh my God. This is that's me. It. Yeah. That's the most that's beautiful thing. thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. Uh we cut out at the worst possible time when Lena asked. Oh, yeah. How old is Jenny? How old is Jenny? How old is Jenny? And then we'll she never didn't want... Yeah. Actually, I feel like I might have stated this before, but Jenny is actually she she's aging on uh elf logic. Cut the feed. Cut the feed. <laughs> uh is what I say, like d- fantasy elf logic, in that oh. she's starting out aging pretty much like a normal adult. So she was probably born, I would think, 90s. Uh oh, I think okay. the 1990s. Yeah, like eighteen nineties. Yeah, nineteen nineties, probably mid to late nineteen nineties, if I'm remembering her age correctly. And uh, she, she's in twenty twenty something. We're in twenty twenty something. I purposely left the year, the exact year, ambiguous. But, uh, yeah, I um, yeah, no. So she, she's actually, you know, she's she's pretty normal age right now. But like, she'll end up living a bit. Like her parents have been around for over a century. And they're still looking pretty, like, probably um, young for, obviously, over 100 years. So it, that that's kind of what it is. So Ginny is pretty solidly young adult, uh, but is going to be staying young adult for a bit. <laughs> oh. Let's just add, we're just going to add a little bit of um, normal podcast question into this Pride-themed episode. Yeah. <laughs> non non not LGBT, just, just more based. Yeah, just how old is Jenny? Uh, no, these are these are important because... questions when you have Elvin uh, mm-hmm. aging status. And also, if she'd been around in the eighteen hundreds, like that would explain a lot about what uh, awakens her. So, yeah. well, her parents were around in the eighteen hundreds, and I think that she, and I think that she definitely probably hears them talk about it and then also just idealizes her own stuff. I think solidly the only person who was actually around during the Regency would be <laughs> Oh, man. I I think about 
Elliot during the 1800s with that kind with the how medicine (laughs) (laughs) anytime I think about the 1800s I think of that clip from (laughs) Good Omens um (laughs) where it's Aziraphale doing the little guy (laughs) I can't think of the 1800s without thinking of the yeah I know all right i I think the good omens good omens tally is at at least five for today's episode Mm -hmm. so this seems like a good time that we should we should close but thank you all for being here and talking pride happy pride everyone happy pride Pride. when is wrath month when is wrath i'm sorry (laughs) when is wrath month wrath Uh, month pride listen Uh, i'm working on it When's last month? November. Oh my God. All right. And on that note, goodbye.